That's okay. Hello, and welcome to the Insecure Podcast. We're here talking about Season 5, Episode 8, Choices, okay? Tonight, we have Miss Jacqueline Coley. How y'all doing? Mr. Euro Garrett. What's happening, y'all? And me and my children. Uh, first of all, um, at the beginning of this episode, Jacqueline, you were given a gift. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Nathan <laughs> cheeked up out there, just showing out and showing off. <laughs> I was like, are they going to show it? Oh, yeah, they're going to show it. Okay. Just the imprint. Just the imprint. <laughs> You know what? I think we lost Jacqueline. Hey, we might be getting that ass to buy not too much longer after this, so... I Really? Um, yeah. I'm kind of with you on that one. Why is there echoes of Lawrence? There should be no echoes of Lawrence. Hold on, y'all. There's a siren. Oh, okay. Like a big one. I'm on Burbank, so like they don't play up here. Um, <laughs> no, they don't. Listen, no. So I really do, man. Like, there should be no echoes of Lawrence. It should be Lawrence has moved on. Nope. But yeah, life that's... doesn't work like that, though. Especially when you've been in a long relationship like that, you know, even if you do move on, there's always that. And I think Issa talked about this in the wind down. There's always just like subconscious kind of like, you know, where it's like not completely over. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Some of us can uh, cut that out, but you know, she's, <laughs> she's clearly having having issues. I mean, um, you know, so you know, her and Nathan are booed up, mm-hmm. they're up, and you know, they're hanging out. Looks like they're going to be moving in. I still feel like, and I don't, I don't know where it's coming from, but there's a the chemistry is different now, and I feel mm-hmm. like still on some buddy stuff. Like they seem like homies, they do not seem like a couple. They're mm. saying all the right stuff and doing all the right stuff, but I don't. I'm, I'm something. I'm something. I'm not seeing there. I don't know what it is. Oh, don't do that. It don't have to be dramatic. It can be like loving. I'm saying this knowing the dude's days are numbered, but like <laughs> I hate perpetrating this idea that love has to be dramatic for it to mean something. This is what has wrapped up a million women in shitty relationships. <laughs> oh no, no, no I, I'm not. I'm not saying that they have to have the highs and the lows, but some there's there's something about the way that they were when, when we first saw them on screen together at the beginning and something about when they're together now. And I think it's been since the beginning of this season. I, and I don't know if it's intentional or not, but something feels different. And I don't think it's just the, you know, the, the, you know, when they were together before it was more like the thrill of the new person and all that stuff. This is, this is, I feel like their relationship changed and they still tried to make it. They turned a friend relationship into a romantic relationship and it's not quite there. Mm, I've been there. I will say though, yeah, when you're a good team, it's hard. And sometimes yeah. good teams are better than drama. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't. Oh, yeah. You know. More. And they seem like a good team. They do. They they found like they do feel like they found their rhythm and their flow and everything. I'm not. I'm not expecting a novella. I'm just saying some something's something's different now. Yeah. So let's talk uh, professional, Issa, um, the art walk. 
this is already like Issa's second like really big thing. It seems to be going well. She's talking to the MBW folks. The anthology people came back on board. And the the longer we get into the episode, I have a feeling we know how that happened. Um, we see the return of Issa's brother, who we haven't seen in quite a minute. We also mm-hmm. see the return of Issa's brother and Molly having some friction, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so first of all, you know, and you know, with with uh, Issa doing the art walk, uh, the crazy lady who was going to jump off the bridge. Not trying to say she's crazy; shouldn't be using the term, but whatever. Um, we also see the her kind of seeing her life. We get the, we get the two big flashbacks in the episode. And the first, not flashbacks, but kind of dream sequences, which I was honestly confused. The first first watch through halfway through, I was like, are we doing a flash forward or? Yeah, no, I definitely was like, oh, time jump. I actually got excited because I was like, yes, this is where we're going. And then they mess with us just to be rude. It was really, it it really did feel like a time jump. It didn't feel like fantasy. The only thing that fantasy is how quickly parts of it moved. Like it felt like a montage. Yeah. But that actually reminds me of, correct me if I'm wrong, the end of the second season when she has that like fast forward of her life, possibly with Lawrence, where like they get yeah. married and have kids. Oh, it's yeah. not like the first time they've done that before. Yeah. Yep. Wait a minute. Good memory. Go your own. So so in, in this in this kind of uh, you know fantasy element, we get Issa has kind of, you know, she's not working with Crenshaw. She went, she went with MBW. She seems to have blown up nationally. She's uh, moved, moved out of Inglewood. She's in, uh, I think, in uh, West Hollywood. Or, uh, yeah. yeah. And um, you know, she finally gets to see Ty Dolla Sign in first class. So we get to see that version of her life, um, and it seems like everything's pretty much good professionally, romantically. Things seem to be good. She does seem to be kind of kind of thrown off by the fact that she's not in Inglewood anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're gonna get two very very distinct, you know, scenarios before the end of the episode. Let's just jump back to Crenshaw. Uh, um, you know, he came back, ash in hand, asking mm-hmm. for lotion. <laughs> um, Jacqueline, what do you what do you think? Do you think uh, Issa should even bother or what? Man, he is so ashy though. I can't. <laughs> Listen, this is my thing. So the lesson we learned with Crenshaw was this. Okay, I will sometimes pop off emotionally, but if in reflection I will try to erase my improper behavior with basically common decency and the way things should have been from the beginning, but only after I learned through my own arrogance and pigheadedness that I was actually being arrogant and pigheaded when I popped off in the first time. Like, what makes you think this fool is going to go pop off on the next thing? Yeah. Like, uh-uh. No. Okay. So but I there say... is a way, but there probably is a way to work with him and not have it because he's just too emotional. You need stability, yeah. but you also need community. And I get like where he is less stable, but more about the community. And the other one is more about stability and less about the community, even though both encompass both. I just think there's a way to do both. Issa literally did both with everything that she does. I'm sure that she is going to make the character try to find a way to do both. Like you have yeah. to find the balance. 
Yeah. And also, I think the way you put that is very logical, but when you're dealing with street niggas, there you gotta kinda sometimes throw logic out the window when you're dealing with them types. Well, and sometimes <laughs> Hello? So you were saying you were saying you're Oh yeah, yeah, you know we This thing oh, hates God. me. Sorry, go ahead, girl. That's no, I'm you. saying when you know when you're dealing with street niggas, it's about meeting them where they are. Yeah. And yeah. Well, he's in Crazy Town. We just <laughs> He's in Ashy Central. This is not someone that was no. Look, all I will say this is like, you. I get what you're saying. You you take the flame with the, with the heat and all of that bullshit. I get it. I get it. I get it. But. It's just like you're literally saying to yourself, I think this motherfucker is not going to do crazy shit. When you know he's going to do crazy shit, you put a ring around crazy. You can still deal with it, but like you need to put like a perimeter. Don't be like getting coupled up in a cave with crazy. That's just stupid. Put that shit in a cage. That's awful. I shouldn't say that. But seriously, though, that Negro is awful. He is so passionate. That's like partnering with Kanye. Like, no. Hey, look, you know, when you partner with Kanye, it's like, it's a 50-50 chance something might go excellently right and then something might go terribly wrong. No. It's the risk. It's the risk. It's the risk. Yeah. Risk and reward. Can we talk about uh, Crenshaw's car, though? <laughs> yeah. What part of LA is that going on? Because he <laughs> straight out of Miami. That was like, <laughs> like eight. Although, you know what? I will say this. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was I was coming home from dropping my kids, uh, picking my kids up from school, and there was a dude in a red dually truck with like twenty fours, dual twenty fours <laughs> in the back, and I was like, "What planet did you drive off of?" And what did you come out of? None of it made sense. You it know was what? A work I... truck that was just like it was. He was doing the most. Mm-mm. I went to uh, actually earlier this year. I went to Paramount Drive in to see Fast Nine. And literally, that was like all the cars that I saw. It was a gang of like, it felt like it was like 2006. <laughs> wow. I, wow. I felt we had moved past that, but I guess not. Clearly I not. Think, I think the thing about Crenshaw is, is, like you said, Jacqueline, is like where Issa is now professionally, she does need stability. She doesn't need nobody showing up at the block party with a gun. She doesn't need anybody popping off to, you know, her corporate sponsors. She's just trying to like, make something nice for the for the hood and make something that you know can get a you know vendors paid and, and do something nice. Yeah, and but then there'll be people that call not her represent a sellout. That. Huh? Yeah. There'll be people that call her a sellout. Like that's the problem. It's like I get where the real choice is. Literally this is the choice of any black person that wants a check that doesn't have their name on it. This is the choice. Yeah. How much corporate, how much white folks version of respectability bullshit do you have to play and still be authentic and it's that whole like negotiation of the two and so like i get it it's not an easy choice and maybe i'm like you know tattletailing on my sellout ways but listen i just don't (laughs) i'm an anxious person by nature i am enough chaos already my mind is more messed up than anything crenshaw can spit on the internet i don't need to add anything to it yeah i'm about calming yeah. effects in my life <laughs> exactly and also he was also fucking with her check oh for real you know? yeah. anybody that messes is. with your money 
See, there was the, there was the issue of him saying, hey, I didn't appreciate that you wanted me to change my vision. That's one thing. But then putting her name out on the street and putting her name out on the Internet, that is a different thing altogether. Oh, that's disrespectful. Personal and a business um, disagreement and made it a public and social disagreement. And yep. that's different. Yes. That, that gets people fucked up also. Yeah. Just saying we all have uh, people that we know in this industry that we can't stand. Like, if they were on fire next to us, P would not leave us, okay? <laughs> like, no. Yeah. We despise them. But I do have a, a mental post-it of people that I would never work with again. Yeah. <laughs> but outside the ones that, like, abused people like we're not talking about dudes that like touch girls whatever but outside if it was just people being petty or rude or unprofessional in a way that you didn't find to be cool let them go like i ain't gotta work with you but i'm not gonna like bad mouth your name or anything like you go make your money boo boo i'm Keep not my name out your mouth exactly yeah. that's exactly. all you gotta do that's all we didn't get along that's fine just Keep my name out your mouth. That's all you gotta exactly. do. Exactly. He was not Simple. about that. He couldn't just keep it pop and be like, "We don't have to like each other, but we can like coexist." He didn't want. He wanted her to end. Yeah, exactly that. And so, so we get to see. Um, so I'm, I'm. Every time I see him, I'm a little suspect as to what his intentions are, and if he's real about like recognizing what she's actually doing. So I'm. He's he's on the suspect list. He's, he's on the uh, the the no fly list for me. We'll see how that turns out. So, um, it, just jumping back to Molly and Kelly, uh, Molly's finally getting her parents to get her will together. She enlists the aid of the homie Kelly. Um, I'm noticing a thread, even though we're not getting Kelly too much Kelly this season. I think for reasons that Jacqueline has outlined earlier in in the the season. Um, I get the impression Kelly's going to have a career change before the end of the show. I think that's probably right. Mm-hmm. Because she's made a couple of comments about the work she does this season and a couple of comments about maybe it not being fulfilling. No. It's been like three episodes in a row where she's kind of take, taking shots at, at the work she does and the company she's worked for. Mm. Like taking and a nap under really the desk, you don't want to work there no more. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to tell y'all some real talk right now. I worked a job, and towards the end of it, I would come in, open, and nap in my office for a good two hours (laughs) (laughs) before I would go do the job because of how... It it happens. I used to have a buddy. I hated it so much. I I literally had zero Fs to give, and I was a manager. (laughs) I was a man. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, I'll never say what this job was or the age was when I had it because, like, it's whatever. But I knew I had to leave that job (laughs) when I was like, I'm just like, this is what it was. You know how you're in an office building and, like, the lights go off? Yep. Nobody moves. Yep. Yeah. Somebody like knocked on the door when the lights were out until like one of them knew. Oh, I was just checking to see if my category five cable was loose under the desk. It was so funny. Man. <laughs> Sorry to everyone at that job. You're listening. I, I was going through some things at the time. I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't started therapy yet. <laughs> but you made it through. You made it through. I made um, it through. 
I'm I'm in the future. I'm going to refer to Crenshaw uh, reaching out to Issa as professional thirst. That, that's what mm, that's. God, mm. he's so ashy. okay. So <laughs> he's like dinosaur ashy. Like he really reptile. is. He's yeah, like he land is. before time ashy. Yeah. Like before yeah. shea butter was found. Like just all kinds. You ever of see those dudes like in line, and you know, like they they have like those those feet that they wear in like Crocs, and like you see the back of the heel, and you're just like, you have never touched moisture. <laughs> this part of your body has never touched moisture. Like lotion is not there for you. Ever unless they like, unless they're cheap and ratchet and they use Queen Helena. <laughs> unless they cheap and ratchet, they use Queen Helena. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Where it absorbs into your skin in like two oh minutes. Oh my god! I haven't thought about the Helena so long. Yeah. You know, I had a bottle that lasted like five years. I, I mean, seriously though, that'd be like your grandmother's or mom's like cabinet. <laughs> at Walmart for two dollars, and you get like three pints. Oh my god! <laughs> um, so let's talk about Issa's other choice. So she had the uh, the corporate choice, and she has the hood choice. The hood choice is she stays she stays in Inglewood. They start calling her Issa Wood. Uh, the vendors know her. The people on the street know her. She has a shop in looks like right in the middle of the Mert. She's basically doing. She's basically expanding on everything she's already doing. Um, yeah. No, the shop is off. I thought the shop was off market. It was okay. I couldn't. Yeah, I, it was off I market. <laughs> I thought it was that that one one of those ones that was across the street from the theater in the Mert. But no, okay. No, yeah, yeah so <laughs> yeah, it's a market because remember, she I guess she goes into the Miracle, which is technically right across the street from where that spot is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ironically, for season two of Insecure, she had the first block party. That's what it had to premiere for season two. In oh, um, yeah. I do know I mean, where that is. I don't know anything about Inglewood. Like, I'm literally, I know the place where I go get my hair done and the place where I go <laughs> and get my nails and my, I swear I get my nails done sometimes and where I buy my hair. And that's about it. And where, right. the, and where the Jamaican food is. I take that back. And where the Jamaican food is. But I don't, I don't know anything else. Getting them bundles. I mean, but I mean, listen. That 3C? Get that 3C? <laughs> listen. Four, sweetie. Ah, oh. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. I just wanted to mess with you. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, though, but yeah, no. Um, I just like the... I just didn't understand why she was in the same apartment. Like, sis... Yeah. That, and neither did she. Neither did she, because she walked into that one. She was like, Wait a minute. <laughs> Why are we she still wasn't even all the way in? She was already like, wait a minute. <laughs> Why? Like she's still talking about people's drains being clogged. Yeah. How could you still be living upstairs above Tasha? With no, her? uh-uh. <laughs> no. Listen, I'm gonna be very clear about this. I don't care. If they if you have na- days named after you and you are still living in a crappy one bedroom with a bathroom that's through the bedroom, you need to reassess things. And she got know, the key to the city for Mayor Tyra Banks. Like, if you <laughs> and don't have keys to a house that people want to go into, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, at least move to View Park. I mean, they got to get apartments there. They got to get apartments in View Park. <laughs> There's got to be a yes, way. Yes, they do. They got nice houses, too. Uh, let's talk about the person that jumped out in the middle of that one. 
and it was like something straight out of like a Friday the 13th movie. Lawrence <laughs> popped out of nowhere, and like I felt like half the audience just like jumped out of their chair because I wasn't expecting it. Issa clearly was about to hit him with something. Um, yeah. What was that all about? I mean, we know what it was about, but. I mean, I think like this next episode, like, I mean, look, it seems like they're setting breadcrumbs to, to suspend the disbelief of the audience through parts of the story. Like, uh-huh. we may not get things tied up. Yeah. So if we're not going to get things tied up, then let's just get weird with it. Yeah, they still have to, even if if they don't end up together, which is fine with me, the this, this show wasn't about Issa and Lawrence. The show is about Issa. And it, well, it's not about their relationship. It's about her. And if they wind up to, it's not moonlighting. It's not like you you get to the end of the season you were like, wait a minute, what do you mean he marries somebody else in the middle of the It's about her journey. So if they don't wind up together, fine. But I think as the audience, the audience still expects them to see each other again before the end of the show. Oh, and that might be what we, we're getting next week. But also, it might also be the last time we see Issa and Lauren. I mean, the last time we see Lawrence also probably might be the last time we see Nathan. Mm. Uh, yeah. So let's, let's, let's talk about that. Um, oh, let's talk about Torian real quick. The way you are. I see the vision here. I see it. I was I like, where you are. Because yeah. uh, the first time we met Torian, he was... And now I think I see it even more. He's exactly like Molly. Exactly yeah. like Molly. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's a good idea either, but like, good for them if they make it work. Because that's a lot of energy to put in one couple. It is. It's like to putting two bulls in like a, a, you know, a broom closet. But when they have their guard down, they're kind of, they're almost completely different people. And they mm. seem like when their guard is down and they're not like, I'm Torion, the, you know, the high-powered attorney and I'm Molly the high-powered attorney, when they're not in their, like, persona of themselves and their regular mm. people, they seem totally normal. They seem like they could... This might be a thing. So, we'll see how that, that works out, because he, he seems to completely have her back and understand her. So, uh, let's talk about the choices. We got, basically, I, I think it comes down to two things. Crenshaw and Nathan, or NBW and maybe Lawrence. Or maybe not Lawrence. But... But it's Crenshaw and the MBW. Which which do you think she's going to go for, and which do you think um, first Jacqueline? Which no. which of the two of the four options, Man. Crenshaw and Nathan and MBW and Large? Which which do you think she's going to? You know what I would do, which is the reason why it won't happen, is I would do MBW and Lawrence. <laughs> but no, that's not what's going to happen. But I'm just gonna say what I would do because I don't know what Issa's gonna do. Issa ain't never been somebody with the best of choices on the best of days. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know what this is gonna do. She's like iffy, as Nathan says. <laughs> like, yes. I don't know what she's gonna do. I just want to mention this and make sure it gets this play. That was a great joke about the squirrels. I just feel like they always go. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they missing. It's like it's so true. There were squirrels on my campus, and those they always looked like they were like hyped for things that they didn't know what to do with. Anyway, definitely. I love that joke. It was, and it was. It's it's nice. Can I also talk about how good this episode looked? I mean, all of the episodes this season, I felt I felt like the cinematography and the clothing and everything about it 
has been like taken up two notches, three notches, mm-hmm. four notches. But also the presentation of the story for this episode was really good. And I agree. It was it felt it felt like a longer episode than it actually was. It felt like the scope of the episode of the story was really big. Um they're they're doing a lot of stuff. This this felt like a Voltron of like black shows. It was like so many different parts of so many different types of shows bundled into one show and they 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 did the damn thing with it. Also, Yvonne Orgy was acting her ass off. She mm-hmm. even had her cry voice on when she was talking to Torion on the phone. Oh, sounding all scratchy. Do your thing. So looking at looking at the uh, preview for next week, we've got Lawrence, we've got Chad, we've got Condola, we got uh Mufasa, we got um Tiffany and her husband. We've got basically all of the core characters kind of in in coming back into that episode. We also got a what was uh who was the dude Nathan was talking to? Wasn't it the the other dude from the barbershop? Yeah, we got the other dude from the barbershop, right? Yeah, I forget his name. Yeah, I do too. Um, that sounded like trouble, but I don't know if they just cut it to make it sound like trouble. Yeah, that sounds as much trouble as the what first season when um Lawrence and Daniel met each other at the uh at the We Got Y'all event. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm real curious if we're gonna see uh um. Nathan kind of put himself in a position for East to give herself the excuse to let go of him, but I don't know. It it didn't didn't seem like a good collection of stuff. But Chad put it pretty succinctly, like, "No, go ahead, go. You guys aren't a thing. You know, you made your choice." So we'll see how that goes. Also, Jacqueline, do you think we're going to find out what what exactly has gone on in that lost year with Nate with uh, Lawrence? I don't know. Maybe. I, mean, I guess we have to. Honestly, I don't know. There's a there's two episodes left, and it feels like eight million miles of time to cover. So I really don't know what we're going to get a definitive answer on. Or if we want to get a definitive answer, or if they're just going to do like a little mini montage and make us think that it's a definitive answer. Yeah, it's it's wild. And you kind of, you mentioned this before. It's wild how far we are from a completion of this story with only 60 minutes worth of TV left. Yeah, I'm like, what? This is gonna be so soprano shit. I don't know, man. Oh god! If they go to the the uh, what's gonna call it, the Ethiopian restaurant, and uh, Journey starts playing, I'm gonna throw a TV through the window. Mm. <laughs> so, um, it looks like Ural dropped off too. So, I think what I'll do is I'll wrap the show and then uh, oh, oh. he's back. Welcome yeah. back, Ural. I don't know what happened. It just everything crashed. <laughs> hey man, this app is haunted. Uh, we we were talking about uh, next week's preview and how how basically we have an hour left of of the season. Where do you where you're where do you see the rest of the the next two episodes going? I have no idea, but I think things are about to get mad awkward to an uncomfortable degree. To an uncomfortable degree. Yeah. Agreed. I agree. Um, and with that, uh, we're going to close out the show. We'll see what goes on next week. Miss Jacqueline, where can we find you online? Anywhere and everywhere at that Jacqueline. Uh, any update on this book? 
<laughs> this book is out. It's on the shelves. The Ultimate Binge Guide with Rotten Tomatoes. Y'all need to like go pick up your copies for the TV fan in your house. So it should be all y'all. I wrote something really great about Insecure. You guys can read it. Digital or hard copy, y'all. I want my I autograph, Jack. I want yeah. my autograph. <laughs> yeah. Both of us. Um, Mr. Euro Garrett, where can we find you online? Eurog.com, Instagram Eurog323, um, KBLA Lyric Lounge, 1580 AM, every Saturday, 4 o'clock PM. That's what's up. You can find us at Smothered Potato on the Twitters. You can find me at Adamod Childress on the Twitters. Uh, don't look for me anywhere else. I don't need to be found. And we'll catch y'all next week. Thank you.